open to what they call all sources, both traditional guard and full-time guard. And I noticed that they primarily would select members, especially for the full-time position, from other states. And I was puzzled at first, and then it occurred to me, said, no, wait a minute, why would they do that? And then it occurred to me that under – and I started asking them. I, I said, listen, I said, if, if – not if. When we come to the point where there's a division between the state and the government, federal government, where is your loyalty, Title 10 or Title 32? And almost exclusively the members from South Carolina said Title 32. Our loyalty is to the governor and – almost exclusively the ones that they had recruited in and hired from other states said Title 10 with the president. And I pointed out, I said, you realize that only in times of congressionally declared war does the president have priority over the governor. All other times he has to ask the governor's permission under Title 32. That's right. I said, when it it hits the fan, it's going to be important where your loyalties lie. So they've been doing this for over 30, almost 40 years now where they've been they've been seeding the state guards with people from outside that state loyalty to sabotage the governor's, you know, the governor's uh, loyalty. Right. Yeah, I, I have I have seen that. And some of this stuff has been sort of like just getting us used to this idea would be my guess and everything else. And uh, but like you said. That normally they have to ask permission of the governor in times that are not war time, on a war footing to do that. So that's the key thing. Uh, excellent point. Listen, I got a bunch of you guys on the lines. Thanks very much for the call. I got to jump. Let's go to Pete. You want to talk about Michelle Obama and illegal orders at the border? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, if if Biden is breaking the, the, the law by letting in illegals, then his uh, order to send the, the uh, National Guard down there to reinforce an illegal order is itself illegal. And are the guardsmen in, in not entitled to not follow those orders? And the other thing was the reason they've been pushing this woke agenda and trying to normalize a trans, uh, trans program is so that when they do a bait and switch that Michelle Obama who is actually Mike Obama, can become the president, would be accepted by the general public. Uh, that's just my input. Uh, and fi- finally, what, whatever comes, push comes to show, we must not advocate any kind of violence because that's what they want. That would play into their hands. Then they could call a national emergency and just confiscate all guns. So that's, that's my 10 cents. Thanks well, for taking my call. A question, if I may. Yes, sir. Do you think they could actually confiscate all guns? Well, they could try. They, 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 they would give the order. I, I, would they give the order? I have no doubt about it. Do you think logistically there's any way they could do that? Realistically, no. But no. do you want to put the population in that kind of situation where those with guns become criminals? Listen, uh, as far as that goes, if they ever get to that point, it's going to be beyond my control anyway because it's going to be game on when that happens. Right. That, right. That's going to be game on. You you got to use the power of the pallet box. Well, I, I, hey, I advocate for that on a regular daily basis. But if they are, if if the government goes kinetic with us, we will probably go kinetic with it, and then me and you will have some nice new toys to play with because the entirety of the military and law enforcement is not coming for us. Some of them will, without a doubt, but most of them are not. They're just going to desert and bring their stuff. 
Right, but um, the, the first war of northern aggression was a result of Abraham provoking the South, and I did just see the same thing happening again, where Biden or whomever, uh, Obama, pro- provokes the states. It's, it's going to get ugly before it gets better. Yeah, well, if it does, my grandfather used to tell me that sometimes you can grab a squirrel and not let go fast enough. <laughs> Good point. There All right, go. thanks for taking the call. Talk yes, to you sir. later. Yes, sir. And let's go to Simon and Santee. Yes, what can I do for you, sir? Hi, how are you? How good is the signal in Santee? Oh, it's uh, it's it's great. Is the uh, is my phone call connection getting through? I, yeah, it's beautiful. What can I do for you today, sir? I'm kind of surprised, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. I'm I'm kind of surprised that um, that she's not uh, having more young people uh, come through the phone to uh, to support her. Uh, she already said that um, 80s is too old. Um, to to extend what she said, um, old people are dry, used up, irrelevant, out of date, and tired. But she didn't quite say that. She has been vetted by the entire state of South Carolina for years. And I think competition is good. Where are the young people calling your show? Is is politics just for old people? I have no idea. I, I wish they would. Well, you know, right. Like how, when you say young people, what are you talking about? What age group? I'm not going to categorize that. I'll just leave it open. Well, I mean, for me, I, I would say uh, 18 and up. Voting age and up. Those would be the ones. And if they wanted to call the show, they're more than welcome. I do not cut them out. They are more than welcome. I, I take sure one, I take so. all. But I mean, for me, uh, people, somebody in the 50, yeah. in their fifties to me is a young yeah. person now, Simon. So you know, yeah, it all becomes a relative question. <clears throat> I haven't had any. I haven't had any. I don't see that many signs up here in the Upstate for her. Right? I, I see one mm. or two. I see one or two, and uh, I, I think uh, I, I don't know what's going on with that. But I, I do know one thing. Now, this is one thing that we do know uh, with with Generation mm-hmm. uh, Z. Started with Generation Z. As more and more of the Caucasian females started to trend leftist, they mm-hmm. vilified the Caucasian males, and they are trending conservative. And they're coming of age to where they can vote now, for the most part, in, in some cases. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, if the maybe the girls are going for Nikki and the guys are going for whoever they're going for. But whatever it is, it's uh, what's happening with the younger generations is quite interesting to watch. They're getting ready to do away with uh, – a lot of them are getting rid of smartphones and going to the flip phones because they Third don't want to be – generation baby boomers, um, what is it, uh, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, uh, Gen Alpha. Yeah. Um, I think there was another uh, – I think there was another Gen in there somewhere. But um, be that as it may – um, young people used to, um, as as uh, as a way to uh, rebel, get into politics. I know. And um, why not? Well, I mean, I see it some some places. Like when uh, Goodfellas was doing their food drive, everybody packing the boxes to give the food away were kids. Mm. High school kids that volunteered came in there and did all this stuff. So uh, they're in. Well, that's they're activists. The box, huh? <laughs> That's better than taking the box. Yeah, that is much better than taking the box. They, they're 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 being activists. And it, there you go. Thank you very much for the call. <laughs> yeah, if you're a young person and you want to call into the show, by all means, feel free to call into the show. I would love to engage you in a conversation. Uh, but I, you know, 
The problem with Nikki Haley is Nikki Haley's surrounded by a bunch of yes people. And when every time she says, should I stay in the race? They're like, yes, because she, they're getting paid. The, the, the money spigot continues because they're, they, you know, they're trying to make Nikki Haley a thing. She got the money. She can continue to pay for the campaign. And uh, all she's doing right now is hurting the, uh, hurting the, uh, the Republicans' chances in certain areas because we're not co- coalescing. <laughs> we are not coalescing. Uh, some of the uh, Democrats have said the quiet part out loud about all this stuff, This the, their, their campaign strategy right now concerning Donald Trump. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Carpro.com talk line is one 800 Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I'm streaming live on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Rumble. Going to the phones again. Let's go to John and Fletcher. Yes, sir. Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, these, these acts of our government, uh, it's not just foolishness or stupidities. I hear many saying it's an absolute strategy against the American people. They're tightening the noose. And they're seeing how, how far they can push it, like you said earlier on in the segment. So, you know, with that said, we need to be very concerned about what's going on here because it is very serious. And I, I believe we're in the same predicament that the Germans and the Russians were in. It's just that the American people haven't. Uh, uh, I think they're just in denial. Well, they haven't hit, They haven't bottomed out. They have not right. bottomed out yet. They haven't. See, in, in the United States, when you're poor, you have air conditioning, you have one car, and you have a back tattoo. <laughs> and, contar- yeah. you know, this is not poverty where the children are laying in the streets and their their stomachs are distended from malnutrition and they're covered in flies. That's not what the way our poor people work. The poor people that are homeless, right, they're not. Uh, most of them either have a mental health issue or they have a drug addiction issue. Right. Because all of them, I mean, we're turning people out of their, you know, you know, we're closing down hotels and taking space in schools and putting up tent cities. And but they won't let you do that if you have a drug addiction, because you'll go out and you score your drugs. You'll go into your housing that just got given to you for free. You'll overdose. You'll die. And they won't find you for five days. And then they have a mess to clean up. That's that's the that's just it's it's an it's an absolute strategy. I mean, it it is a strategy. They. They're weakening. Not only are they weakening, you know, the, the, the fiber of the working force of our nation. Um, they're they're actually weakening the morale, and we see that 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 pushes an full agenda. So we know, we know that this is all on purpose to oh, yeah. weaken us, yeah. uh, get us hooked on drugs, get us. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I think about even the poor souls that are being captive and used as, as sex, you know, traf- trafficked in. You know, even murdered. Um, and they're just sitting there uh, waiting, I'm sure, crying and pleading daily, and they're suffering for somebody to rescue them, somebody to deliver them. And, you know, we, why, why don't we, the American people, have enough compassion to rise up? We, we rise up about everything else. You know, it's usually about money. 
And it's it's so sad that we've come because we haven't hit bottom yet. We haven't hit bottom. America, see, um, and uh, I'm a veteran, right? And I I've been in a world where there's real problems, right? And what most people consider to be a real problem in their world, I look at as a minor annoyance. Absolutely. And so yep. I look at the world in real terms and everybody else, you know, and, and this is this is a sort of a, a military way of, of seeing things. Uh, we, and I, I'm sure first responders are in the same thing because we see the underside of mankind. Now, what the, the, the trick here, is by using the disinformation, as you're saying, and by with all the little things they're trying to do, the gradual increase that we've been seeing over the course of time, which they're now really amping up, they're counting yeah. on all of this being a very subtle takeover to where one day we wake up and we all got to wear the same clothes and we're taking the dose and we all have to shave our heads. And the only problem with that is that they decided to really overplay the card of COVID. And when they overplayed the card of COVID... The pushback began, and it's still ongoing, but it just began. So they ever played yeah, their that card was, that on that. Crimes, that was crimes against humanity, by the way. By yes, it was. Government. It was, we but I mean. It. We created it, and I believe we released it. Um, so that's a crime against humanity for our own nation's government, and nobody's even talking about that. We seem to forget things so easily. We forget Benghazi. We forget NSA. We forget. I mean, well, we keep forgetting and forget, I mean, that's well, just one thing about forgiving people, but, but these guys have, have no remorse, and, and their agenda oh no. is to, to push it to, like you said, to the limit. Sure, and, and, and when they do, it's going, to be, it's, going to be, it's going to be a painful lesson for them. That when they, if they push it to the point where they get what they want. Now, this, the saving grace could be the states. The states could solve this issue, because here's the other thing that I'm really beginning exactly. to believe. The federal government is exactly. a failure. And, and unless something very drastic happens, like a big sinkhole in D.C., uh, it's going to remain a failure. So it's going to have to be the states that are going to have to be the saving grace of the United States. And uh, I'm beginning to see, you know, with with what we once again with Texas, they're overplaying that card with Texas. It's a, it's a chink in the armor, and we yeah. actually see it. And, so. and that's, I think we need to motivate our states, and, and by this conversation, that the people can see that that's where we need to rise up is within the states because yeah. if they try to pull anything further than they've already gone, which has been way too far anyways, we, you know, we got guys sitting up in and sitting in jail from, from January 6th, poor guys. I, I hope that, that there's some radio broadcast getting these guys that were thinking about you. Well, you know, there was, it was a setup and there was no seditious conspiracy. Our government is the one who's committing seditious conspiracy. Oh, well they do that every other weekend. Not these guys. They, I mean, they're having it done to them right now. They just won't point it out because they, they don't want to be embarrassed by it. John, I got to jump. Excellent. I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate your critical thinking. I really do. I appreciate that critical thinking process. <sighs> right now, the uh, left is upset about what just happened with the immunity thing with Trump because now that slows everything down. And so they're coming out now. <laughs> and like Washington Post said, Slowpoke Federal Appeals Court puts 2024 election in jeopardy. No, actually what it does is it, that was a win. That was a win for Donald Trump. You know. And uh, this will this will make its way. 
But now the, the clock, the ticking of the clock becomes really, really loud and it becomes echoey for the left because what they were trying to do, they need to get a conviction on something somewhere, somehow, some way, right now today. And it's not going to happen. Fannie Willis's case is falling apart. Uh, Alvin Bragg's case, which is the, uh, I think that's the Stormy Daniels case. That one is, uh, That one is uh, so precipitously bad that it, it's it's gone way beyond. Everybody's going to have to explain things like uh, you know statute of limitations. Why does see if Trump is citizen Trump? Why is he not afforded the same defenses as citizen anybody else? That's the thing. The other thing is they've never done this to a former president ever. They've just broken the norm. So this means when Biden gets deposed. If he remembers he got deposed, the, it's, it's open season, open season on presidents when that happens, if this continues this way. And Republicans, you had better play by their rules. Stop playing by your rules because one, your rules are stupid. Two, your rules, you're not, you're not built to win. You don't know how to win. You get a win laid in your lap and then you sit back and I, did, I didn't even talk about this, but I'm, you know, the, the whole Mayorkas thing. I don't have time to talk about the Mayorkas thing. I'll talk about the Mayorkas thing when we get back. Here's the thing. In order for this country to lift itself up, I need to see more critical thinkers. If there's critical thinkers out there, you don't even need me, but I'll stay here anyway because I like the job. But if you're out there and you're critically thinking about things and not just taking my word or their word or somebody else's word for it, go find out for yourself. When you discover this stuff, you're going to get mad because you have been had. You have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, however you want it to be. And I mean, you're going to find out what it feels like to be a black American because they have been bamboozled for a very long time. And they're waking up and look who they're going to. Look who they are heading towards. So, you know, take a moment, look back inside and say, Am I, do I know everything I think I know? Nothing wrong with not knowing because you can go find out. It's out there waiting for you. When we get back, my opinion of the Mallorca thing. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. CarPro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The com uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. We are streaming live, if I get it right. I just completely messed that one up. Uh, Maestro was streaming live there for a minute. We're streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, the X page, the Instagram page, and or the Rumble page. Yes, sir? What are you about to tell me? I was just going to tell you I fixed it. I see that. Thank you very much. Yes, sometimes, sir. Sometimes I shouldn't mess with certain things. I don't know how I did that, for example. So I don't anyway. know how you did that either. Yeah, me either. So anyway. The Mayorkas impeachment debacle. Let's talk about that just for a second because I want you to listen to what I'm about to tell you. How many times? How many of you remember all the times when Obama was president and the Republican-held House under Ryan voted to get rid of Obamacare? 
what was it, seven or eight times? And they voted, and of course, it always died in the Senate, right? But they voted for it. And we all were out there going, our heroes in the House, they're just taking care of business, aren't they? And that's what the Mallorca's impeachment reminded me of. Because when they had a chance to actually go and do something like that, they did not. The measure of the opposition party is not what they do when they know they're not going to get anywhere with it. It's what they do when they can actually make a change. And, you know, what should the Republican majority be doing in the House right now today? They hold the, you know, they're the ones that appropriate the money, right? And that's all they should be doing. They don't need to pass anything else right now. They're not going to be able to pass anything that is good for, for America because it's going to get shot down in the Senate. And if it makes it through the Senate, it's going to get shot down by Biden. It is an exercise where we get to watch a lot of stuff, where we get to sit back. And this is all about getting reelected. So, you know, if they really want to be reelected, how about they just hold their water for a minute? And when you guys actually get in place to where we've got some things in place where we could actually make a change in this country, um, well, I, I got a problem. I got a problem with that. But right now, I don't expect you to do a bunch of stuff that is not going to, I mean, Getting rid of Mayorkas, if, if there was a Republican president in place and there was a Republican Senate in place, getting rid of Mayorkas makes sense because then, of course, there's going to be a, a better vetting process. But Mayorkas, he might get replaced by somebody worse, better. Who knows? I don't care. It doesn't matter. The Senate and the presidency are in the control of the bad side right now. What I want is I want to Republican-held house that understands that their job is to hold the line and not budge. Hold the line, not budge. Get out there, energize the electorate, do things that are good for the country, perform and not budge, and then get out there. And when we have things in place, when we have the assets in place and we're going to be successful, go for it. Don't sit back and wait. Don't sit back and wait. Right now, and going back to this stupid permitless carry debacle that's going on right now, that this should already be done, and it isn't done, But and that's because of our General Assembly. Uh, the General Assembly, the Republicans in the General Assembly, if they, were, if they drove a race car, for example, they would never pass and lead the pack because every time there'd be an opening where they could get out front and start doing things, they would never take it. If they were in a fight for their life and the guy showed them the, his neck, they would never go for it because they don't know how to win. We need a Speaker of the House that knows how to win. We need a Speaker of the House that knows what is important. Johnson, I think, is fairly competent and capable. He does some stuff that's sort of stupid, but, I mean, he's a politician. I don't know what, you know, there's no perfect guys out there doing this stuff. And uh, he just needs to just, you know, Save, save our energy. Save, save the political capital for when we can spend it and get something for it. The, the days of getting out there and holding these hearings and harumphing all the time, you know, it's, it reminds me of that scene in uh, Blazing Saddles where they're all harumphing whenever they're outraged, you know. All right, great. What are you going to do about it? Because we have gone way past the luxury of being able to sit back and go, wow, look at this hearing. What's this hearing going to do? Nothing? Well, look how courageous they look. They're doing something. 
Sometimes doing nothing is the best thing. Is Mayorkas a, uh, is he a worthless waste of skin? You betcha. As is Kerry. As is, uh, as is uh, Garland. As is Biden himself. They all are. But much worse to me are the ones that don't know when it is, in, it is important to get in there and pour it on and go for it versus the ones that get out there and they say, this will look good if I do this now. I'm not interested in looks anymore. I'm not. I mean, right now, the the best conservative out there right now today that seems to be saying the best conservative things is John Fetterman. Somebody hang me now. Somebody do something to me for this. I never would have thought that would come out of my face, but that's the truth. That's the truth. We still have the usual suspects out there, you know, and I'm sure if uh, if uh, I'm sure that if Johnson were going to go out there and and do one of these things where they get out there and just try to hold the line, that there'd be somebody like Matt Gates getting out there saying we uh, you know we 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 uh, you know we can't have that. We're going to vote to uh, to to remove you too. And every time I think about that, every time see I, I didn't have a problem with Matt Gates going after McCarthy because I wasn't a big McCarthy fan. The he, he just didn't have the now what ready. Okay, you got rid of McCarthy, now what? And then you guys just, uh, you, you, it was like you played hot potato. Nobody would grab it. Nobody was interested in being in charge. Why didn't you jump in front of that, Gates? I knew when, when, when Gates didn't get out there and say, I will be the speaker. I will show you how it's done. When he did not do that? Okay. <laughs> you didn't do anything. We had a slim majority going in with all hands on deck, and we have been get, getting losing them left and right. They're resigning, they're getting kicked out, you know, all this other stuff. You got Republicans. You guys got to learn how to win. You, you got to learn how to win and take the power and wield it. But you also got to know when it's necessary to do it. See, the Democrats are onto your game. They know that you guys are already you're you're just messed up. So they keep the pressure on all the time. And when something true, like what just happened in the in the courts, right, with all the stuff they're trying to do to, to Trump, now that this slow roll is about to happen and it's going to go beyond the election time, which this was key to them winning, they had to get him, they had to get him convicted of something. Now that that's being slow rolled, they're losing their mind. And Trump didn't do anything to do it. I don't know why I know this and you guys don't know this. How come How come that's the way it is? Let's talk about the 2020 election and the mail-in fraud because that is definitely a thing. And, you know, it, it, it bears discussion one more time. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I think I'm going to look at this text line real quick, and I need to clarify a few things. We'll, we'll talk about mail-in voter fraud another day. On the text line, what which is worse, bad leadership or no leadership? Maybe bad no leadership? Uh, the federal government is a failure, okay? 
We can look at it and say, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? We don't. We do not fix it. We, we concentrate on the states. We push, push, push on the states. I mean, God knows South Carolina needs to be shoved around like they're in a, on, a, on a playground right now. This, is, this whole permitless carry thing is one of the most interesting things I've ever seen because it absolutely shows me how tone deaf and how unaware some of our people are, some of our law enforcement are, and some of our, all of our politicians are. Because all of them, they're all concerned about whether they get reelected or not. This is what the thing is. I don't understand that at all. What, you, you, you'll lose a $10,000 a year job? Most of you that are captains of industry or lawyers or, or this is or that, so you're going to lose that? Is that actually losing anything? On the text line, Bill, the Senate is a lost cause. Remember, the forefathers designed the government to make it difficult to pass laws, hence the dawn of executive orders. Well, it's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that. The president is not supposed to be a king. But once again, the federal government has become, uh, it has become a crashing of the norms. And see, what, what Biden has done with it in the crash course that he has brought to the forefront he, he, the first thing he did was undo everything Donald Trump did on day one. I can't remember a president that did that, to be honest with you, with any of them. I don't think Bill Clinton did it. I don't think, I don't know if Barack Obama did it. Now, they did other things that were sort of, a, you know, Bill Clinton set up the precursor that was the 2008, you know, economic crash. But I don't remember him coming in and undoing everything George H.W. Bush did. Without a doubt, he probably undid some of it. But it wasn't the big show that Joe Biden made of it. And the new normal now is absolutely toxic. And what they don't get, this is the part that I don't think any of these yahoos think, understand. The reason Trump is a thing is because they have failed. That's the reason Trump is a thing. Trump speaks to the concerns of the electorate, like him or lump him or hate him. He speaks to these and he connects and politicians don't know how to do that. They've lost that touch. They, 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 you know, I don't even know why they come back home. Now the text line, we're out here, may come to the average citizen taking back the Republic, just saying it will it will come from the states. The federal government is not going to voluntarily fix itself. It is not. I've known that for a long time, though. I've had hope. You know, I've had hope. When Mitt Romney was running for president, he had a couple of fiscal things that were pretty good. Without a doubt, he was milk to Mr. Milk Toast, but he had a couple of things because, you know, he has in, in private... Uh, private business he has done a few things that were sort of miraculous in a few cases and um, frugal he knows how to save money at least when he's working as a uh, private citizen as a politician I think he probably just he's, it sounds like a big big tub with a big drain that making the biggest sucking sound on the in the universe all beside the point the nation was not interested in that after we got Obamacare we, we that should have been like the the, the big gong going off, the, the, the alarm klaxon going off. But we didn't do it. And yet they, he took over whatever the percentages of, uh, of the economy with, uh, without, and it's still there today. 
And I knew, I knew that I knew Romney was lost when uh, Crowley got him to shut up. He should have been out there going, who are you talking to? But he didn't. He just quieted down, smiled, because he wanted her to like him. This isn't a popularity contest. That's the problem. Everybody wants to be a popularity contest. It's going to come from the states. It has nothing to do with the federal government. The federal government is, they cannot control themselves. The bureaucracy is so deeply entrenched. And I'm not sure that this would even be figurative. I, I, I'm thinking that if you had to go in there and you wanted to dislodge the free state, you've got to go in there with one of those fire department crowbars and start beating the bureaucratic ticks until they burst and let go and get them out of the way. Because there's th those are the guys that run the country. <laughs> it's not Congress, and it's not the president. They're in there day in and day out for years and years and years and years. I mean, senators, they think they run the country, but they don't run the country. They're just in there holding a place and making money and you know, going in as whatever they are and coming out as millionaires. The federal government is broken. I don't know what it's going to take to fix it. So we need to concentrate on the states because we actually have, we still have a grip on that to a certain degree. South Carolina, it's a very, you know, it's slippery. It's a slippery grip. But it's, you know, nothing a little old-fashioned activism couldn't solve. And don't, when they sit back there and say, oh, but you, you stupid minions, you don't understand what's going on in government. Just look at them and say, no, I don't understand this kind of incompetence. You got that right. You got that right. And watch who you're talking to, pal, because that suit doesn't stop impacts. I'll talk to you guys in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.